It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Unseasonably, seems like it's about 75 outside, but I think it's only about maybe 58 to 60, but it feels really warm outside. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apples with us today. We've got a little later start today, so Henry's able to join us. And uh, Ricky Fires and Paul Boyd, and we are wall-to-wall prep sports today. And we have royalty in the house, boys. We've got Chris Young, the head football coach of the, let me make sure I got this right, Class 6A state champion. That's champion. Champion Greenwood Bulldogs. Coach, thanks for being on with us today. Hey, excited to join you guys. Have your feet touched the ground yet? <laughs> We're still spinning a little bit. It's been a, <laughs> been a, a good few days in Greenwood for sure. Man, Chris, you guys, I, I can't say this any better. You guys handle your business all year long, handled your business in a perfect 14-0 and style. You can't beat that, can you, Coach? No, really proud of the kids. You know, they worked their tail off. They did everything the right way, and, and you know, it ended the right way for us. So, really proud of them. Hey, Chris, uh, this is Rick. I, I was fortunate enough to cover that game. On the way home, I was thinking about something you said that really stuck with me. It's, you know, beyond you know winning state, beyond going 14-0, and you said something about, man, these kids got the year in, and they just got a return to normalcy yes, with sir. all the other stuff. Yes, Can you sir. expound on that, that, that a little bit? That, that really uh, kind of touched me. Yeah, you know, this has been a difficult year for teenagers and young people in general, just you know, the rules have changed for them. They're not able to go hang out with their friends. They can't go to the mall. Uh, you know, they can't get in large groups and just be kids. And and so for one time on Saturday night, uh, you know, they were able to not think about COVID and not thinking about socially distance and spreading out. They were just thinking about celebrating the state championship with their buddies and hugging on each other. I don't know how smart that was, but we did a lot of it for a short amount of time there. And, and they were just able to be teenagers and not worry about everything else. Absolutely. And that's, and, and coach, and, you know, they're make, you know, these memories, they'll have these memories forever. That should never be taken away from them. And we, you know, we went through this last spring where that was taken away from basketball players and we went through it where baseball and soccer and, and that kind of thing never even got to make any memories. And, uh, Coach, we talked about this last week. You know, there are kids who graduate in 2020 who will get to play college baseball or college soccer or whatever, and that's fantastic for them. But if you're the nine-hole batter at a, you know, at, at, at Huntsville or, or, or Lincoln like or something like that, like Rick Fires was, <laughs> yeah. if he if he got off the bench, uh, you know, that kid's never getting that senior year back, and he has no memories of his final season. You don't – I mean, that, <laughs> I know there are a lot – of more tragic things that can happen out there. But to, but, but to me, that's pretty damn tragic, you know, for kids that's never going to get that back again. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that high school sports and athletics are so important to the development of young people. And uh, just like you said, those seniors last year and even the kids that are seniors this year, uh, you know, they missed out on that. And, yeah. and I think it's going to affect them in a negative way. I mean, I think they miss the influence of the coaches, the teammates, uh, being around other players' parents that are, are good influences on them. You know, they missed out on that stuff, and and I hate it, and I just pray that, that we don't have to go through that again this spring. Fantastic. Well, Chris, I've just got one big question. Is your championship ring going to be bigger than your dad's championship ring, ring that he got at Northside? Hey, <laughs> I've told him I'm tied with him now. I said, you better enjoy it, buddy, because it ain't going to last long. No, it ain't going to last. That's going to be a tie to be broke. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chris, uh, uh, Rick again. 
Um, let's talk about the game. Um, they jump. Uh, I think they're ahead of you. Lake Hamilton's ahead of you, ten nothing before you guys even get the ball. But you guys they start coming back almost halftime. And I'm saying, hell, I said, I, I need to go get me a chili dog and Dr. Pepper. Because you guys had the ball about the 17-yard line, I don't know, 40 seconds, maybe 50 seconds ago. And I, I should have known better. I hustled back. I saw the long pass. Can you just talk about your your what's going through your mind right there? Because you guys didn't take a knee right there. You guys didn't rest on it. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of story behind that. Our, our head basketball coach here, our girls coach, Clay Reeves, has had a ton of success. And I don't know if you guys know Clay, but oh, yes. one yeah, of our very, state very championships well. oh, yeah. and, and been around the game for a long time. Clay came into my office Saturday morning. I was up here loading up some water, getting ready for the uh, for the load the bus to go up there. And he came in and shut my door and he said, Chris, I want to tell you something. He said, um, you've coached for a long time, but he said, you're new at this head coaching deal. And he said, you're going to have a decision at the game and your gut's going to tell you something to do. And he said, you're going to second guess it. You're going to worry about what the fans would say or the other coaches or the kids. He said, don't do it. He said, you trust your gut. Yep. The first thought you have, that's what you got to do. And so Lake Hamilton had the ball. It was fourth and three, and there was about a minute left, and the clock was running down. And I thought, you know what, I'm taking a timeout. Uh, I'm not going to let these guys run this down and have the last shot. They're either going to kick a field goal now or they're going to go for it and give us the ball back, and we're going to have time to score. And, uh, you know, it was a risk, but I, I felt like it was the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, fortunately, they missed the guy in the end zone. We got the ball back with 50 seconds. I wanted to make sure we ran it twice to get a first down so we didn't give up a sack, fumble or something. Uh, but once we made that first down, we knew we had a good shot. We thought we could get behind them. And our kid made a heck of a throw, and Luke Brew made a heck of a play. So uh, credit goes to those guys. The easy thing to do is to call pass play. The hard thing to do is, is throw it in there and catch it and go. And it was a huge play in the game for sure. Well, Chris, you know, t you know people will say, well, Greenwood just got the breaks. And I've always been taught – Good teams make, make their own breaks, yes, sir, and and that's the way that worked out. You know, you know, Chris, looking at looking at the season you guys had, fourteen and zero. You, you did this with a quarterback who would, if he had taken any snaps last year, wasn't wasn't very many. He, you know, if 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 any at all, and you moved him from receiver, LD Richmond, from receiver to quarterback. He's a senior. I mean, what receiver have you got over there now? You're going to move to quarterback next year. Have you already <laughs> talked talk about that? I tell you what, yeah, may move a guard or a center. That's yeah. been done before. They, Greenwood. Yeah, they do yeah. that at Greenwood. <laughs> the one thing I know is that we got plenty of quarterbacks to compete for the position next year. You know, Hunter Houston's a sophomore yes, and won won two ball games for us. Big ball games. Beat Choctaw, who was in the six A finals. Yep. And then uh, won a playoff game for us where he's eleven for twelve. And then we've got Joe Trusty. Uh, Storm Sherry and a ninth grader Slade Dean coming up. Those four kids can flat out spin the ball. So one thing I can promise you is we'll have a quarterback back there that can play next year, and we'll probably have several of them. So uh, we're fortunate in Greenwood. We've got a lot of kids that want to play that position and grow up throwing the ball, and it's kind of next man up. It's a football town, Coach. They, football somebody town. should write a, a, a song, song about, about that, that. <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. put a little plug in for Jay Burgess. He's got that song out there, yes, and you sir. guys make sure you listen to it. There you go. Well, one thing, Chris, I was just so impressed with you guys is, it, you know, if you had any COVID issues, it, it was nothing significant. It's something that you guys handled all year long. Um, you even had to schedule a, a game or so. I know the, the, the uh, Harbor game was kind of scheduled on the fly. And, uh, you know, just, you know, major props to – to not only just to you, but your athletic director, Dustin Smith, and you guys, you know, just did a great job of of making this possible for the kids and, and uh, with a few hiccups that I know about. 
Yeah, I think we had one positive case on our team this year, and the young man was was asymptomatic. Uh, we had a few kids quarantined from close contact at school. But other than that, we were very fortunate. Uh, you know, the coaches were healthy. Our kids were healthy, and uh, we were able to play every week. Fantastic. Hey, uh, everybody, speaking of football time, you guys have been renowned for good quarterback play. You guys throw the ball all over the place. But how important was it to establish, have that running game this year with uh, – with uh, Wilkinson, where I, I see a lot of teams that pass the ball, they can't pick up third and two, fourth and one. But you guys could with that offensive line and this kid. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm, the best thing I did as head football coach, go hire Austin Morton as offensive line coach. We went and, and got him from Little Rock Central, and he changed the whole culture of our offensive line. Um, I'll give you this stat real quick. You know, we, we throw the ball quite a bit, and, and I've got stats in front of me. LD threw 303 times this year. We gave up two sacks. Wow. 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 <laughs> our, our defense had three sacks Friday or Saturday night against Lake Hamilton, who very rarely throws the ball. So we had more sacks against Lake Hamilton running the wing tee in one game than we gave up all year. And that's a testament to our offensive line coach, Austin Morton, to our offensive coordinator, Zach Watson, and the job those guys did uh, week in and week out. It's an unbelievable stat. Coach, was Austin a south side boy? Yes, sir. What I he thought. was yep. Southside boy. Played at uh, Arkansas State, uh, Arkansas State, and just a great young man. And and uh, yeah. we're excited about our future with him leading our offensive line. That's what I thought. Hey, uh, here's another thing. I want you to help us look smart. I, I'm not into recruiting, Ooh, but Chris, we're, that's we're, a full time job there. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, you just want a championship. <laughs> Maybe you can do this. Hey. This be your biggest coaching job right here, Coach. Are you ready? Hey, not only is Greenwood uh, proud of uh, Grant Morgan, the whole state is, the kid. I mean, his story's been uh, walk on here, and he made himself uh, uh, probably maybe an all-SEC player. I think, I he, I think he's going to be the Burlesworth winner is what yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Give us a guy uh, this year. Who's your Grant uh, Morgan? Maybe that some colleges are overlooking so I can go tell our recruiting guys. I'll tell you what. Um, Jordan Hanna. Is an undersized defensive end linebacker kid, you know, at the big time level, but his motor runs yeah. like Grant Morgan's motor runs. And and I tell you what, I think the biggest mistake colleges make is, is they recruit based off of potential and not performance. Yeah. And uh, I think they're missing out on it. You look at Grant Morgan. You look at Drew Morgan. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, we had coaches come in here and they would not offer Grant at the mid. Division one level, even some Division two levels, because of his size. Uh, but if you watch the guy play, and if you're around him, uh, there's no doubt the kid can play. And, and Drew was the same way. You know, Drew never got his shot up there until there was an injury, and then he never came off the field. So, yep. uh, I think those guys have to start looking at kids' performance and not just their potential. I understand it's based off statistics, but um, when you got a kid that can play, and you talk about Jordan Hanna, he's one of those kids. Yes. Uh, you got to watch him on tape and watch the plays he's making. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to take a guy based off of performance over potential every single time. He's a football player. He's he, he like Grant. He, Grant's a football player. That's what, that's yes, what he sir. does. He's a football player. And you can count on Grant. You, you don't have to worry yeah. about Grant. He's going to show up. Uh, he's going to get his. And he's going to take care of everybody else. And Grant's going to make everybody around him better. Yep. And that's the thing about Jordan. Jordan makes everybody around him better. And it's just – 
it's the attitude, and they're like that in practice too. You know, the Grant Morgans, the the Drew Morgans, the Jordan Hannas, they're the same in practice on Tuesday as they are on the game on Friday or Saturday. That's when you know you got a special player. All right, good. I can go by say, hey, I got the scoop. Look out. Uh, you coach, you better be looking for Jordan Hanna. And you, you saw uh, how Missouri just uh, gashed Arkansas without Grant Grant in there last week. Well, it's and Rick, it's not just that uh, Grant is a tackling machine because he is, but Grant also makes sure that everybody, everybody. is lined up right. Yeah. And that's huge. Uh, when you're getting gashed on the edge and you're giving up that edge time and time again, that's an alignment issue. Yeah. And ha- yeah. not having Grant in there – to tell the DE slide a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left when you don't have that in there, that's a. It's not just that he tackles anything that moves, but it's that he makes sure you know people are lined up where they're supposed to be, and that's a. You know that's you. Good luck finding that. <laughs> well, that's what you call a leader. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. leader. I you mean, know what else is impressive? As soon as he makes the tackle, he runs back to, and gets in position again. He's not doing all these well, gyrations and then let everybody he, know he made the tackle. He, he was trained up in the Greenwood football. That's, that's why right. he does that. He come from a football <laughs> town. Yeah, yeah. They should make a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, again, congratulations and thanks for being on with us. And, you know, your guys – you know, just what a tremendous year. Um, I was fortunate to get you guys – watch you guys play a couple of times. And, uh, you know, going down there – and, Coach, I'm from Texas, and going to Greenwood is the closest thing I've been to in this state that reminds me of, of, of a Texas high school football game. Your town lives and breathes it. And I know we've talked about this with you before. It's it's the reason you've stayed there. And uh, you know a special place when you're when you're there, and I know you know Greenwood's a special place. You bet. We're fortunate to be a part of this community and, and proud to be here and look forward to being here for a long time. Good deal. So that was Chris Young, the now state champion coach of the Greenwood Bulldogs, yep. joining us. And, Chris, again, thanks for being on with us. And uh, we will definitely have you back on again. I want you to go ahead and get that ring sized, and uh, that way you can wave it in Joe Fred's face and say, see, uh, I'm in the club too now, Pops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. You guys have an awesome afternoon. Appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks, Coach. So that was Chris Young, the first-year football coach and state champion football coach of the Greenwood Bulldogs. They won the 6A state championship Saturday evening at War Memorial Stadium down in Little Rock. I believe it was Ricky 49-24, to fell behind 10-0, and then a tidal wave of points at Greenwood unloaded on on Lake Hamilton. Henry, you had a chance to see the first meeting from these two teams, Greenwood Obviously, a little bit different Saturday than they were when they hey, played Lake the first Hamilton's time. Hamilton's not bad team. No, sir. No, sir. No, they're not. Uh, I I watched about the first half, maybe a little bit of three quarters of last Saturday's game, and uh, I do know that Greenwood was missing some defensive players in the meeting at Lake Hamilton. Yes. And that may have made a difference because they were getting there in that backfield, and they were not letting uh, Woodley or the other Lake Hamilton runners. Get loose because two, two 1700 yard rushers, I think. Henry's what yeah, they had. yeah, one, that's right. one had 1800, the other had 1700. Wow, and guess what? They're coming back next year. Wow, well, Lake yeah. Hamilton, you know, a lot of people look at that. You know, it, it, we talked about this, guys. That you know, when we heard Van Buren was going down to the 6A, a lot of a lot of and I, me included, I thought, well, that'll be better for Van Buren. There, that school's their size, they'll be able to compete better. Well. <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty, pretty tall order, yeah. pretty tall order. The there. 6A West. In my opinion, it's my opinion. It's better top to bottom than the seven eight west. Yeah. You, 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 fight me on that. Second best. Yeah. Fight me on that. Seven, seven eight central. Yeah. yeah. What what is the old saying? You know, the more things change, the more 
things stay the same. Yes, sir. That's the 6A West for you. The the king, until further notice, is there. And, Rick, what's different at Greenwood this year? Nothing. 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 Nada. Nothing. Nothing. It's still it's still title town and it's and uh, and, and uh, Chris Young, what a great job he did, and they're putting his stamp on the program, and uh, you know it's hard to what'd you say, Rick? I think you've said this before. It's hard to follow the man. You know, it's, it's hard it to is man. it is hard to follow the man, and Rick Jones will leave a legacy in this state that might never be topped again. But when it came time to name a successor to him, they had their guy already on staff, and they made the right move and. They brought home a, the results. They brought home a big tree Saturday night with state championship hardware attached to it. So, yep. you know, congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah. it makes you ask this question. It just popped in my mind. You know, Chris Young, wasn't he on the verge of going to Cabot? Then all of he a sudden did? he treated He did back. go to Cabot for yes, about a, a few about, days, about, yeah, about a week. About a week plus. Yeah. yeah. What would have happened had he stayed in Cabot, you know, that's another question. You just yeah. don't know what the answer would be, well, but, but that's no. a big you, question. You know, I talked to him earlier this year about that very thing, about, you know, him changing his mind. And, you know, he said, you know, I, I figured out, hey, I'm a coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. Th- He's not administrator. Not, that's right. I'm a coach, yeah. and I love the kids, and I love that relationship with well, the see, kids. Well, see, and I love that about Chris Young. Yes. He knows who he yes. is and what he is. Yes. And, and you know, you know, I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of people is you need to know who you are and what you are. First, you need to know that before you can do anything else. You need to know who and what you are. And Chris Young, it took him a few days. He thought he was ready for this other role, right. and he got there, and he immediately said, okay, uh, this is not me. And he said, "Wait a minute! I yeah. made a mistake. Yep, he did a little, re- little reset I, there. I, I'm and, sorry, I made a mistake. Yep. Hey, call Greenwood. Hey, would you have me back? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's and, all worked out for the best. And yeah. you know, one last thing about the you, you guys talked about, you know, uh, title town and all that. And I talked to Rick Jones earlier, and, and you know, he's the first person. He doesn't claim credit for this. He he points back to what what was done before him with with Ronnie Peacock. Well, he laid the foundation. Well, Ronnie Peacock and and Harv Martina. Yep, and, and Harv Wells. Yep. And that's what he's the first person to say. Hey, hey, yeah, we did. But now they they won before I was here, and and these people before me got this. And the and he points to the community and his assistance. And well, Paul, this is why Greenwood's good in everything yes. they do. They're championship level teams in pretty much everything they do. Not just football, although that gets all the glory and rightfully so. Sure. But Clay Reeves has built a basketball program there on the girls' side that's as good as any. They've already beaten Bentonville. They've beaten Fayetteville. You know, this year the girls' basketball they, team is in, in the finals. A year finals ago. A year ago. You know, they've been they've won championships. Yes. Volleyball state champions. Baseball state champions. I mean, it's just you know Greenwood, the Greenwood community. That I'm not saying other communities don't back their kids, but you take a drive down to Greenwood, and what are the best looking buildings in Greenwood? The schools. The school. And here's something we got a little insight on it when he told the story about Clay Reed. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, get, get, get out of my office. I'm the football coach. But he allowed Clay to come in there and tell him about trust your gut. Yes. And that's how they all work together down there. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and the first, the words that, that all those guys say over and over again when they talk about the community, they talk about special. And, yes. it's, and that's why. It is. That's it why. is. And they're correct. So Greenwood took care of business. They went down to War Memorial, took care of business, brought home state championship. Now this week we have Shiloh Christian at home. They have been at home throughout the entire playoffs. They are going to be hosting Stuttgart on Friday night mm-hmm. in a Class 4A state semifinal game. Now, Stuttgart, a team that was really 0 for 10 last year, 0 and 10 last year, but they got a forfeit win 
from Little Rock Mills had to forfeit a game, so they end up getting a one one win, one and nine. But you know what? Josh Price said, uh, no, sir, we didn't win a damn game last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. you got to give a guy credit for standing up and saying, yes. nah, not really. We didn't <laughs> win a game. So I just got interviewed him a little earlier today and said, okay, well, what's the difference between last year and this year? Last year you were an 0 for team. This year you're 0 for the other way, 12-0, and 0, hadn't lost a game. And he said, basically, Mother Nature. He said, our kids, he said, we've got nine offensive and defensive starters back. They're a year older. They're a year stronger. They're a year smarter. And that's made the difference. And I think last year maybe had a few key injuries that cost them a game. They lost ten games last year, six of those by seven points or fewer. So wow. he had said earlier in, a pre, in the Hootons magazine, he, he said, our team needs to learn how to finish games. We, mm-hmm. we were in position to win games, and we didn't know how to finish. This year – just in the playoffs, they came back in the second half to beat Joe T. Robinson, the defending state champions. They came back last week to beat Ozark to get to the semifinals. And like Jeff Conway said, apparently they've learned how to finish games. Yeah, obviously. You know what? And they've got a rich history. Uh, Henry knows all about Stuttgart. I've been down there. I'm not sure if Paul has yes, been. Sir. At Riceburg, man, they're from southeast Arkansas. they got speed. they they got a lot of football. They're not the title town like Greenwood. But, uh, hey, Shiloh, man, they're going to bring some athletes up here. Don't you let up for a minute. They won't. Now, Shiloh, uh, the one good thing about Stuttgart is um, their, their better players are their sophomore class. Those guys have really been a big infusion of talent they into their brothers, team. got a couple brothers. Twins. Twins. Yeah, yeah, Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and they will be huge factors um, in this game. And, and uh so they'll, but this will be. Shiloh has already faced really, really good quarterback and running backs the last two weeks. So they, you know, Jacob Gill, their defensive coordinator, he will have a good game plan. Um, and we, I talked about Grant Morgan, how he, you know, on the Arkansas defense, makes sure the guys are aligned right. Now that doesn't mean they're going to make every tackle. He just makes sure they're in the right alignment. Up after that, it's up to the player to make the tackle, right? Make plays. That's right. Well, Caden Henley is that player yep. for Shiloh Christian. He is a coach's son. He is a big dude, especially in Class 4A. He's 6'2", about 230 bills is what he goes, and he can move. Um, he is that defensive coach for for Shiloh Christian and making sure the guys get lined right. So last week in their game um, against Dumas, they had a running back who came in, lead, the state's leading rusher, 2,200 yards coming in. First possession of the game, they went about 80 yards. He had about 70 of those yards in that drive. His next, that was about the first seven carries, 70 yards. His next six carries, three yards. So they, they, they zeroed in on him. Something changed, right? Something changed. And, and, okay. the, and he fin- finished up with about 116. But remember, 70-something came on that One, first drive. Yeah. And then he gashed another long run, I think maybe early in the second half, that really didn't amount to that much. So Shiloh Christian knows how to play defense. They're not just yep. chunk it all over the place yep. and, and, and put up big eye-popping offensive numbers. They are a team that plays really, really good defense, and maybe that might be the difference in this season's team and the ones they've had in the last yeah. few years that have been very, very close to bringing home another state championship to Shallow Christian. The defense it, is what could put them over the top. Yeah. Hey, and Ben Baker is one of those. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, number 13 yeah. kind of little guy. He flies under he the radar. Literally them. flies 
under the radar. And how about the Reese kid on defensive line yes. that you wrote about? Yes, he, uh, you know, he's he's a uh, he's the baby brother that you had to put both of his brothers on one side of the seesaw to balance out him on the other side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff talked to last year about about hey, I'm going to have another one. Yeah. And uh, he ain't yeah. going to be he ain't going to wear a low number though. No, no, he wears he'll a have big a number. number. Yeah, he'll 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 have a big number. He's on the other side. Yeah, he might have a three in his number, but it'll be a seventy-three. Yes. But instead, he wears seventy-nine. So. Uh, uh, he's, he's like he said. He said I I came out of the womb a little bigger, a little heavier than they were. So that's something I like to hear because because I, I love defense. I, oh, I don't yeah. like these fifty eight, fifty seven games and all that. And even at Shiloh Christian, they know because I've seen a couple games. Like, man, they can play some defense here. Yeah, and that's why they're in this position right here. It should be a great game. This will be Friday night at Champion Stadium over at Shiloh Christian, seven o'clock kickoff. Number one Shiloh versus number two Stuttgart. The winner will go. To War Memorial the following week for the 4A state to play the winner of Rivercrest and Warren. Warren, yes. Warren. Yep. Man, what about that final four? That's some heavyweight. And now. Stuttgart's already beaten Warren this year. Yes. That's one of uh, Warren's only. Yeah. Early. Yes. Early. Yes. yes. So Stuttgart is 100% legit. Henry knows Josh Price. He he covered him a little bit when Henry when Josh Price was the quarterback at Arkansas Tech. Apparently he's he's a a a, a BB from BB. He's native of BB. Yes, he is. And about as tough as they come. Oh yeah, uh, I love me some Josh Price. When yeah. I I got to cover him at, at uh, Arkansas Tech, he and I got pretty close. And you know we we just sit there and chat about you know I'd ask him about you know who was the toughest ones and who was. Who might have been the dirtiest ones? And he'd give me some straightaway answers, <laughs> I, and I will not disclose to some of those answers. So football still left to be played. And uh, also don't forget this coming week on the, I believe it is the 16th, this is Wednesday, is the early signing period. So we will have a few kids uh, in the area that will sign football scholarship letters of intent during the early signing period. I know Cole Joyce is signing with – Central Florida. Central Florida. Arrington uh, McRae, isn't that right? Arrington McRae at Springfield Harvey signing with Memphis. Yeah. So uh, we we have some more, and uh, if, if there are others out there, be sure and let us know. You can send us a message on Twitter. You can send us an email and let us know. But we will have a few signing. And then the ones who don't sign, of course, they will, there will be another signing, the regular signing day, which will be the first Wednesday in February like it is every year. Yeah. This signing group is key because in December – I know Arrington McRae mentioned it, and I'm pretty sure Cole Joyce is going to – they're going to sign, and then they're going to head off to class. They're early enrollees, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah, be enrolling in Both January. early enrollees, correct, correct. And uh, Arrington, what a, a you know a, a disappointment this season, got injured and didn't get to play. And I know, you know, that, w- that was hard for him to be on the sideline of Harbor, you know, the Harbor games. And uh, it was hard on Harbor. I mean, that was a yeah. – uh, that's about 60 catches the and about loss. 800 yards of offense that was, that was removed from their offense. So – um, but anyway, and, uh, but just, you know, congratulations to these kids who are signing. It's a big, big thing for them, and uh, we wish them uh, all of the success as they move on to their college career. So that's all I've got for today. We, uh, we will be back with you next week when we will recap Shiloh Christian's semifinal game against Stuttgart. We'll also mention any signings that we have uh, on that day and moving forward. So we still, even though we've got the holidays and it's ho-ho-ho jingle bell time, we still got plenty of sports to talk about. Just getting, just getting hoops cranked up. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us, and we will be back with you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.